Nope. I'm currently sitting in my car, parked down the street from a restaurant after having had the most terrifying experience of my life. I'll do my best to describe with as much clarity as possible the absolute nightmare that just transpired inside the burger joint. I'm still really shaken by what happened, so forgive me if I gloss over certain things. My brain is still trying to process the dark unreality of it all. Earlier in the night, I had been sitting at home, hungry and bored. A terrible combination. So I drove to a nearby fast food restaurant for a 2am burger and fries. It wasn't the first time I'd done that, but it might be the last. I went in, placed my order, and stood a few paces away from the counter to await my food. A few moments later, I heard a weird whooshing sound, like flags being battered by the wind, and saw a dark shape move with incredible speed outside the front of the restaurant. A few seconds later, the front doors were thrown open, and a thing out of some ultra-cosmic nightmare walked into the restaurant. I say walked, but really the thing sort of hovered in. There were no feet to be seen. Its body was encased in this shadowy, cloud-like substance or aura from which blue sparks issued and fizzled at random. Appendages, whether they were arms or legs, I cannot say, hung limply from the cloud-enshrouded body, and a lofty conoid projection, presumably the head, sat atop the cloud form. Eyes, or at least dark orbs which resembled eyes, were situated all around this cephalic-like projection, and several bulbous, purple-skinned nodes served possibly as inhuman ears or were the apparatus of some other, less fathomable sense. Obviously, I pulled out my phone after recovering from the initial shock of the monstrous sight. But when I turned on my camera, all I saw on the screen was darkness. Nothing of the strangeness before me was detected by my phone's camera. Glancing to my left, toward the counter, I saw an expression of disappointment on the face of one of the cashiers, also holding her phone, and I knew then that her phone was similarly affected. Apparently, heedless of our attempts to capture it on video, the creature approached the counter. But rather than smash it to pieces or attempt to ensnare the people behind it, the creature stopped a few inches away from the surface and angled that head structure toward the menu board above. In a display of breath-stealing grotesqueness, the head remained still, while the ocular orb situated around it moved instead. Some orbited the head, others sunk inward or ballooned outward. It was in this manner that this thing scanned the items displayed on the board menu. The scene was horrific, unwholesome, an exhibition of sight and analysis wholly alien to human behavior. And then, out of nowhere, I heard a voice, 
And I knew at once by its guttural yet machine-like tones that it belonged to this abysmal patron. All right, all right. Place a normal human order, pay, and get out of here. No need to attract any special attention. Just be cool, Blagorok. You can do this. These words were not spoken by any mouth that I could see, weren't transmitted audibly. I heard them in my head, as if they'd been broadcast into my skull along some psychic channel. I saw the restaurant workers flinch, the voice having been transmitted directly into their brains as well. The creature, who called itself Blagorok, continued its examination of the menu, wholly ignorant to the fact that its thoughts had just been broadcast to the other occupants of the building. In a voice that was like the full-speed collision of two semi-trucks, including the agonizing screams of those trapped in the subsequent highway catastrophe, the creature voiced its order to the cashier with no obvious organ of speech. Though the cloud above its head did shift as if to allow for the passage of sound waves through it. Yes, um, can I get, uh, let's see, uh, four, no, six of those triple bacon cheeseburgers, and could I have the accompanying fries be dipped in cheese? Yes, just the whole batch dunked into a vat of cheese, if possible. And then I'll have, uh, let's go with a modest 200 chicken nuggets and give me about 30 of those little barbecue sauce containers. No, no, I will have the honey mustard instead, thank you. And I'm not doing anything tomorrow, so I guess I'll have 10 of your mini tacos. The chicken ones, please. Yes, I think that will be it. Wait... No, Blagorok, that wasn't a normal order. Who orders food without a drink? Do you want them to think you're weird? Do you want them to start suspecting things? Think, Blagorok, think. Oh, and a diet cola, please. Good save, Blag. Nice. Soon they'll call you Blagorok, wearer of human skin. Or maybe something even cooler. The cashier's mouth was now agape, as were the mouths of her co-workers. I felt the desperate urge to get them to play along, lest we all suffer some awful fate at the hands of this morphologically unimagined creature. I gestured broadly and openly toward them, concealed from Blog's bizarrely oriented sight, due to the collective focus of its freely moving eyes upon the little shelves of cookies on the counter. The cashiers, noticing my gestures and understanding their intent, assumed faces and postures of a slightly rigid casualness with great reluctance. Hmm, do I deserve a cookie? I did soar here from the Garden of Outer Time, and I am participating in that community swim through the Everblack Channel of Souls on Tuesday. Uh, nah, nah, not tonight. You stick to your diet, Blog. 
You can almost fit into your old planet shell. Don't quit now. The eye orbs then focused at once upon the face of the cashier, and I briefly feared she would scream out in terror. But impressively, she kept her cool, kept her bewilderment and fear in check. That'll be, uh, $216.37. The dark nimbus around Blagorok shifted, the arcs of electricity surging intensely for a moment, and then an object was violently launched from the middle of the mass. It landed wetly atop the counter and squirmed there for several moments before finally, fatally, assuming a state of morbid immobility. The cashier's eyes went wide, and I watched as one of the other workers collapsed from sheer frightfulness of the situation. On the counter was a mass of what appeared to be bones, connected by oily and pink tissue. In addition to the bones, there were the corpses of ugly, black, alarmingly large critters, what might have been the common insects of some prehistoric age, attached to the mass by a brown, mucus-like substance. Blagorok looked at the cashier, and then its cloud cloak shifted and surged again. Blog, you idiot! They needed human money! The papery stuff! They couldn't make change for a cache of condemned condensed flesh anyway! Sorry, I was at the thing. The casino forgot to exchange my chips. <laughs> the mass, the cash, was reabsorbed back into Blagorok's body by the cloud, which had briefly expanded to envelope half the counter in a mere second. A fat wad of cash was then launched, landing in the oily puddle left behind. The cashier took the stained money with a trembling hand, counted out what was owed, and returned the rest to the counter. This was incorporated back into Blagorok's body in the same aforementioned manner of cloud extension and absorption. She told him, or it, that his order would be ready soon, and he politely thanked her. Stunned, barely holding on to my sanity, I stepped a little further away so as to allow Blagorok to pass. It hovered by me, and I caught a whiff of the foulest, most putrid scent I'd ever smelled. The thing reeked of death, decay, and moldy cheese, emitted a stench so powerfully offensive that I briefly considered forsaking my order and leaving the store. But I was terribly hungry and had already paid. So I stayed. Blagorok went to the dining area, examined the area in its monstrous and multi-eyed way, and eventually went to hover above the seat of a booth in the very back. Once settled, he began to reflect on his day. In his own head, of course, and I can't bring myself to repeat even vaguely, the awful atrocities and hyper-violent reveries he recalled and reimagined as he waited for his bounty of food. Horrified and repulsed, I sat down at a table, far away from the ruminating horror, to give my trembling knees a break.
Perhaps 15 minutes later, a parade of workers exited the kitchen, each bearing a tray loaded with food. They all looked exhausted, their uniforms stained with liquid cheese and sweat. Four passed by my table, but the fifth stopped and laid his tray in front of me. I thanked him, and he absentmindedly responded, You're welcome, while fearfully eyeing the creature across the room. The workers deposited their trays onto three tables, which Blagorok had drawn towards himself, and then left, unscathed. They practically fought against each other to get back into the kitchen, where I'm sure they shared a sigh, and maybe even a few tears, of immense relief. Just as I was about to bite into my burger, poorly assembled, but that was understandable, I received yet another psychically shared transmission. Wow, look at that guy's tray. Poor dude must be broke. That's terrible. What is it that humans are always saying? Be charitable and generous. Alright, Blog, now is your chance to prove without a doubt that you are one of them. Give him some of your food. He'll think to himself, wow. What a kind and completely normal human. Yeah, this'll do it for sure. Instinctively turning around at the first reference to my presence, I saw one of the overloaded trays lift from the table and hover in mid-air for only a moment, before my brain was blasted with yet another transmission. No! Humans can't control things with their minds! They only have the one, and they use it for other things like singing songs to themselves and reminiscing fondly on their most embarrassing moments. No, Blog, give it to him with an arm, like a proper human. The tray wobbled and then fell to the table, and a black, shadow-fringed tentacle emerged from the cloud cloak. The handless appendage flailed around for a moment before steadying itself, and then seized the tray. And then, from across the room, a distance of at least 30 feet, the tray was brought to me by that apparently limitless tentacle. It set the tray next to mine, and was then drawn back into Blagorok's body like the cord of a vacuum returning to its chassis. The retracted limb had left a thin, slimy sheen on the tray and on a few of the chicken tacos. The affected tacos seemed to dissolve before my eyes, as if glazed or sprayed with some highly acidic substance. Blogarok's eyes, now focused on mine, blinked rapidly, uncannily, and I interpret this terrifying performance as an expression of good cheer like that of a friendly stranger smiling to you from across the bar after having sent a pitcher of beer to your table. In response, I gave the abominable entity a meek thumbs up, and after a few seconds more of that unsettling eye flashing, it turned its attention to the food-laden trays beneath it. With no further thoughts, Blagorok began eating. The cloud again shifted, now becoming a typhonic cyclone into which the food was drawn at random. Burgers, fries, 
chicken nuggets, and tacos were sucked into the torrential vortex. All of the items, over $200 worth of food, were consumed within a few seconds. Once the trays were clear, Blagorok casually sipped at its soda, an action facilitated by a slightly less chaotic suctioning, drop by drop the beverage was drawn into the whirling cloud. Beyond disturbed, I only managed to eat a few fries and take a few bites out of my burger before feeling full. Not wanting to offend this horror and potentially incur its assuredly hellish wrath, I forced myself to finish most of what it had shared with me, even the slime-stained tacos, which tasted, unsurprisingly, awful. As if I had eaten layer upon layer of the yellowed, time-soiled linen of some ancient mummy. I then covertly deposited the rest of the meal into the nearby trash receptacle after swiftly leaving my table. Without turning toward Blag, I passed by the counter, mouthed a good luck to the fear-stricken workers peeking through the kitchen's little window, and left the restaurant. As I stepped into the parking lot, I heard one of the final thought transmissions, and it sent me running madly across the lot to my vehicle. Ugh, I'm still so hungry. I should have ordered those cookies. Now they're taking them away for the night. What a bummer. Hmm. Once I finish this drink, I'll see if that human is still around. Maybe snack on them, if they haven't left. Gotta see what organs humans can live without first. Let me just goggle it really quick. I'm sure you can forgive and even forget my subsequent violation of virtually every traffic law as I sped away from the restaurant. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Nope Too Creepy podcast. If you want to learn more about the author of this story, just check the show notes and you'll find all the necessary links. If I haven't earned it already, I hope this is the week you choose to follow or subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. Until next time, everybody, this is Dan David reminding you all to stay safe out there. I'll be seeing you in the next episode. Nope.